0: This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I discuss the tragic loss of Coach Mike Leach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We discuss the impact that he had both on the game and and life and what this means for football going forward. And then we also break down all the free agency moves of the MLB. And then we finish up by discussing, are the Browns even got a chance to make the playoffs? All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben, that's Josh, and uh, what a crazy week of sports it's been, some crazy news that's been happening, free agency, all these different things are happening, but we hope you're having a great holiday season. I know many schools are getting ready to go on break, I know that many... uh People probably are getting ready to go visit family and all that. But we're glad that you're listening, tuning in to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. Uh, just get out of the way at the beginning, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at baseline.podcast where you can find all the story updates, things we we add, and, and so on. And I will say there's a lot of big stuff happening at the end of this month. But hey, there's been some crazy things happening so far this month. Josh, where do we start today? And how are you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm doing good, Ben. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I know we're trying to avoid like all the college football topics in this that episode, but I think we do got to kick it off with, uh, Mike Leach, uh, his passing yeah. It's crazy. He it was just, you know, the week before leading Mississippi state to a win in the egg bowl. And then a week later, uh, believe it was heart attack, stroke, like a lot of things just happened and, uh, ends up passing away. I, in his sixties, I can't remember how old exactly, but always, uh, a fan favorite of everybody. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, uh, Innovative in college football with uh, the air raid offense. Just a great overall dude. It seems like everybody was a big fan of Mike Leach overall.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I I don't know when your first uh, really encounter with Mike Leach was. Uh, I know I, it for was, me, it was a
1: 2008 matchup between Texas Tech and Texas. That was okay. the first time I heard of Mike Leach and got an idea of like who he was.
0: Yeah, like for me, it was about that time too. I remember. Like and it really wasn't. I didn't really I like I knew who he was. I like, oh, he's a very innovative coach. It wasn't until he went to Washington State when he started having these weird press conferences and like just basically saying like, dude, I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to say what I want and go for it. And I think that's what like almost reinnovated the role of a head coach. Like you don't have to be so stuck up and like so narrow minded, but you can have a little yeah. fun and, and do stuff.
1: Yeah, Mike was just like one of the boys it seemed like. And I I mean you gotta be, be to be able to get questions like he does. Oh yeah. <laughs> some, of his, some of his most, I guess, famous rants are like which mascot would win out of all the Pac 12 mascots <laughs> and about planning a wedding and That was great. That was great. Like that. My, my one of my favorite lines, though, was uh, it was this season, actually, when he was talking at the end of the press conference about how he's afraid that his players like their great grandsons and granddaughters and stuff are going to like eventually just lose their arms because of the lack of use in the game and how like eventually evolution's just going to take away their arms. And then by the time, you know, a few generations goes down, their arms are totally gone. <laughs> Definitely I, a great clip. If you didn't see it, definitely got to look that one up. And then uh, another clip this year, I think, was uh, when he's going al- along the sideline and just tipping over all the chairs for the receivers. Oh, yeah. You guys don't deserve to sit down now. Like, <laughs> that was just great. All kinds of stuff like that. And yeah, that really did come, I think, after he got to Washington State. At Texas Tech, I don't know how uh, talkative he was there, yeah. but he really became uh, the personality, Mike Leach, I think, once he got to Washington State and, and then the- continued at
0: and the best part about that whole thing about the wide receiver chair is you see that like person that comes up like the student assistant or whatever. It's just like putting up the chairs right after he does that. Like, oh, OK, going to put that back up. Right. But okay. OK, Mike, you made your point. But yeah, and you know, it, it was it was so awesome. I mean, uh, David Cohn, if you guys don't get a go chat, go listen to his um, kind of he shares his thoughts on Mike Leach and really go take a chance to listen to that. Um, it's. Uh, Also, Charlie Kirk, Uh, I know it's a political, we're not a political show, but Charlie Kirk did a great like just what what Mike Leach stood for was just the American dream. And he believed in America. Even he goes, I think there's an interview where basically he was asked, like, you know, why did you vote for whoever you voted for? He goes, look, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who my grandma votes for. This is a free country and we should all believe what we want to believe. And to me, that was Mike Leach an innovative on the football field, but a true American off the field. And if you ever watch Mike Leach, he looks like just a guy you want to hang out with. He looks like an uncle, you know, that you just want to go toss the ball with, you know, and have fun. He's just fun. And, and to me, it made me love football a bit more. And I said that when I posted on our story, I said, it's like you, we lost our truly great one. And I mean that I think Josh, you can agree with me too. Like there's not many coaches that like when they pass away that you're like, man, like, we're really going to miss this like personality as much as we are with with uh, Leach.
1: Yeah, I don't know necessarily that Leach will be remembered for like all of his wins. I think his career winning percentage is like fifty nine percent. Yeah, but I mean for for what he did for the game of college football, just with the air raid and yeah. uh, with the personality, uh not really caring what people think about him, uh, living the American dream, like you said, with that line about uh, who people vote for. Uh, definitely a likable guy, and I think uh, everybody's going to miss him having,
0: having him in the sport. Yeah, and I, and I also want to give hats off to Mississippi State's football team to say, hey, we're not canceling our, our bowl game. We're going to go play, and I think that shows you what Mike Leach meant to that team, and I think that shows you what Mike Leach meant to the football scene.
1: Yeah, one of their assistants, Nick Arnett, I believe, is taking over, uh, got promoted. Yeah, yeah, just- yeah. Oh. yeah. We'll see what happens there with Mississippi State going forward, but yeah, that's like might be all that we touch up on college football today, but Want to switch the gears? Talk there is break,
0: there is breaking news, though, by the way, that Drew Brees is going to be the interim interim offensive assistant coach for the bowl game for Purdue. I just wanted to throw that out there. That just happened as we're recording. So, I think that's like an audition for a larger role? Maybe. I mean, he, the head coach has already been chosen. It's the defensive coordinator from Illinois is going to be the yep. new head coach for Purdue. So I'm guessing... It's more of does he want to coach or does he want to go back and uh, be broadcaster? I think that's yeah, the decision maybe,
1: he's making. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, producers just like yeah, you know, you, for everything you did for us when you played here, we'll give you that chance to get into coaching, see what you think of it, and then uh, you can decide what you want after that because he does yeah. have
0: a great nice background broadcasting too. Before we move on, Josh, is there what is one word to describe this transfer season and the portal and everything? <laughs> give me one word to describe it.
1: Uh. I mean, you could say chaotic, wild. Uh, I know it's two words, but no rules. And this is what happens.
0: Unnecessary so. right now. Uh, that's like a thing that comes to my mind. Like you could wait until after the championship game, like just wait about seven weeks. And I think you'd be yeah. in a better spot.
1: <laughs> we haven't really seen anybody from the playoff teams do this yet. That'll that's probably true. Happen. Yeah. But at least everybody that's, uh, I guess, in a meaningless bowl game or just trying to get out soon. They're all
0: doing that now. Yeah. So, Josh, uh, so Josh,
1: I think, did they say over a thousand kids went in day one? Yeah, it
0: was, I think the total now is upward. It's upwards over 1,500, I'm pretty sure. I know that they said that they're projecting there'll be like probably 500 that don't even get a a position in D1. They'll have to go like to a different FC or whatever.
1: You guys have probably seen the graphic floating around of, I can't remember if it was 247 that put it out, but 42% of kids end up getting left in the portal. They don't find another. That's crazy. you gotta go to like d2, d2 yeah oh or something like that and it's like weird it,
0: and it's 100. weird josh we talk about it like we i think you mentioned it was it you mentioned it? I mean i think a couple weeks ago you're saying like when when does it come to the point when the kids stop just trying to chase a dream like we look at the guy that uh transferring from from Pitt, right That's gonna be his fourth school in four years like, when do, when do these guys stop chasing and finally just stick at a place and develop? Because I think the issue you're going to run into is that guys are not going to develop. They're just going to be in this, like, rotating, like, circle. They're not going to be truly where they need to be, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it's uh, JT Daniels. Is yeah, to that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. went to Georgia, went to West Virginia, and now he's in the portal again. It's like, dude, if you couldn't, like, do good at any of those places, yeah. what makes you think that, like, the fourth one? I'll be like, okay, this is where I turn to an NFL quarterback. No, yeah. Now, I, JT's at least gotten to play everywhere he's gone, but yeah. there are some of these kids that are just like three stars that are like third stringers as freshmen. They're like, "Wow, wham, I want to go and play somewhere. And then they find out that, yeah, you know, you're just a three star. You're not that important. Nobody's like beating, beating the doors down to bring you into their program. They can go and literally recruit a new three star kid and start from scratch developing him from the ground up. And I think that's a, what most of these kids are finding out yeah. is that, oh, shoot, the grass isn't always greener.
0: Do you think it's going to level out? Do you think we're going to get to the point where it levels out, and then it's going to be less kids going in the portal because they realize it's kind of worthless at some times? Sometimes
1: it could happen. You you could see that, and not eventually, like enough of those kids are going to get left in the portal that I think others will start to take notice, and it'll be like, okay, if you go in the portal, man, unless you were like a starter before, you're only going to have like a fifty-fifty shot of finding a new yeah. home, so we think twice about that
0: yeah i mean it, it is crazy and also what's crazy josh is that um you know we were wrong about the browns I'm just thought i would mention the browns before we move on from football for the day um they 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 finally they find the burrow finally broke the the curse it's
1: burrow finally beat the curse uh the week before they're talking about how he beat pat mahomes three times this yeah. year like why can't he beat the browns then and in all fairness this is probably the worst browns team he has faced in oh, his nfl yes, for sure but at the same time, got the monkey off his back, beat uh, beat the boys from up north. And I mean, Deshaun Watson took a small step forward, but offensive line still looked like it was struggling a little bit. Watson still needs uh, some time to get in rhythm. But yeah, just uh, it wasn't a good game for the Cleveland no. Browns, how you look at it.
0: No, it, it's not. Do, do the Browns win this week? Josh, give a quick prediction before we move on to other sports. Do the Browns win this week? And I think we both can agree they won't make the playoffs, but do the Browns win this week? Is
1: it Baltimore that they got?
0: Yes, with a third string quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like no Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley. So, I mean, they're kind of in the same boat as Cleveland is with uh, no, uh, I guess, stability at the quarterback position right now. And, I mean, for the most part this season, Lamar Jackson, it's kind of been the Lamar Jackson show because yeah. that's a mark. He hasn't really had any help outside the team. So, this, I mean, I don't know what the over underline is on this. But I the would...
0: Browns are actually favored a little bit. I think they're favored by a point or so, or maybe a little bit more. I don't know exactly.
1: Probably. Out the better, I'd probably be considering hitting the under if it was low enough. There's not going to be a lot of offense in this one, no. so yes, look, look, be looking at the Browns' interior defensive line. I'm sure Baltimore is going to be a team suck. that wants.
0: They to- suck so bad
1: in this one. We got to make sure that those dudes are, uh, I guess, improving, stepping up into your defensive line, the linebackers, and then if you're on the Cleveland side, uh, get Nick Chubb and rhythm in rhythm, man. He's he hasn't been himself the last couple of games, or maybe just hasn't been used the same. And yeah. if you're just maybe just getting one touchdown would be enough to win this week. So yeah, yeah I'll go ahead and take Cleveland in this one. I think like you said, though, I think they got nine losses now. So they're probably out of the playoff line unless there's other teams that are under 500 in the ASC. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go with a, a, a slight clue in Browns victory this week with all the injuries that Baltimore's yeah. dealing. With.
0: Yeah. I agree. I want to go Cleveland win. I think I'm going to be, I think it's going to be close, but I do think Nick Chubb, I think if they get ahead early, we've talked about this before. If they get ahead early, they'll use Chubb. If they don't, yep. Chubb won't touch the ball. So, The Browns key, and I'll be honest, this is this is an audition for Watson going into next year for these guys. There's not many free agents on this team, so a lot of these guys will be back next year, um, but it's also, I agree with what one analysis said. They're like, they just wasted another prime years of Garrett, of Watson, and of Chubb. They've wasted prime years. Get to guys that are going to get older. They're not getting younger. And Again, I, I think we both agree, when the talent's all there, this Browns team could compete with anybody, but It's the coaching that hasn't been there and a lot of other things. So that is the football talk for today. We are going to be moving on. We have a few things. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about the World Cup. We're going to finish up with some basketball talk because, you know, there's a big rivalry game. It's not really a rivalry, but there's a big game happening this weekend between two foes sitting in this room. But we will first talk about some baseball because we haven't talked about baseball, Josh, in probably two months, maybe more. So I'll be, uh yeah. Yeah. So Josh, what what are some things that you've noticed throughout free agency? Are there anything that we should talk about, discuss, go at it?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of moves that have been happening and moves that continue to happen. But uh, I mean, the most notable one is probably Aaron Judge staying in New York. He had a lot of big money offers from the Giants. It was even, I think, reported too soon that he was head to the Giants. And then uh, I can't remember who it was, if it was Heyman or somebody like that. It was just like, yeah, that was a lie. It was looking that way, but it didn't become official. And then the Giants feel awful. (laughs) Yeah, I think the Padres took a swing at Judge, too, but uh, he ended up staying in New York for less money. And I mean, the quote that's coming out of all of it is that he wanted to be a Yankee, uh, that his legacy is more important than how much money he got. And it just feels right that Judge stays in New York. That's what I thought he would do ultimately. And I mean it's not like New York's short of money. They give him a nice payday too, uh, to stay. But yeah, judge with New York just sounds right. I, I felt like he was gonna be a lifer similar to how Derek Jeter was Yeah. In some of those were
0: Well, even how he said, like I, I was telling you this before we started recording, he said that um he like basically they called him, Steinbrenner called him or whatever and said, Hey, do you wanna be a Yankee? And they already had a deal kind of in place and he goes, Yeah, and then he drops forty more million on him and says, Hey, we'll we'll put forty more on the on the total, which I think is just kind of cool. Like I think that just shows you like they they trust him. And I also think the Giants kind of blew it by whoever blew this thing because I think there is a chance he could have went to the Giants. But I think when that whole thing kind of leaked out, it kind of made I think it kind of put a sour taste in the Giants in the Giants, yeah. in the Giants like, for the judge.
1: That Tom Brady was retiring and then he like on retired like how Shepter did like Brady just kinda did to spite them. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of spite in the judge move there to stay New York. Yeah. A little bit. I think ultimately he was going to stay in New York. Do
0: anymore. you do you think that's too much money and too much uh too many years for a guy that's thirty years old? What's your thought?
1: Total years was it eight years or nine years?
0: year nine years three sixty. Three hundred and sixty million.
1: I mean all these baseball contracts, man, it seems like Joey they, Votto <laughs> They don't care how old they're gonna be at the end of it. I we, Judge isn't even the only one this offseason that's gotten a contract that's going to continue to go until he's 38. I think Xander Bogart's got a deal that's 11 year.
0: Yeah, 11 year 280.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be forty one and when that ends. And it's like, okay, I don't know why they're doing that, but you know, it's it's baseball. They're paying them for mostly what they've accomplished and what they will give the team in their prime years. But then we also yeah. don't know
0: the clauses either. We don't know the clauses in some of these contracts. It may be like the first eight years, they have all this money and then the last three are very low in salary. Like we yeah. don't we don't always know those details until they're released uh to the public. True.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, we can look at the annual average, but yeah, they might be getting a little bit more year to year based on. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a little well, bit. Of even,
0: that. Well, even well, uh, even Jacob Degrom, which I think that to me that's the biggest shock. I think Jacob Degrom leaving New York to me um, was a was a bigger shock. I mean, they replaced him with Justin Verlander, so I mean, it's not like you're really you know it's. But for me, like. Jacob Degrom going to Texas. I'm just looking at the Rangers. Like, yeah, but they haven't shown you anything really. Like, they they've been there. They're spending money, but where's they, the winning with that?
1: The last two off seasons, I think they've spent over 700
0: million. I saw. Yeah, and it's like, where's the winning? Like, there's no, there's yeah. no winning happening. Like
1: To me, Degrom, like this move that with him just leaving New York in general, is just like, I'm sick and tired of not having any run support whatsoever. And I don't think that the Rangers are going to give him that, but he's just like, or the taxes no or terrible tax, terrible in-state tax, <laughs> just terrible, no run government here and rules that we got. Like, let me go to Texas where I can be free. You know what I mean? Um,
0: maybe, There's the political probably, joke for the day, probably guys. Not,
1: probably not. I mean, money talks too. they gave him a nice yeah. deal.
0: I mean, they gave him, so, they gave him, I don't even remember what his deal was to be honest with you, but I know Justin Verlander, were you interested that Justin Verlander said no to going like back to Detroit or staying with Houston, but decided to go. That was to, a shock to me. To
1: yeah, New York. but I thought he would just stay in Houston. I mean, he just won the world series there. I think he got the AL Cy Young this yeah. year too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know what uh the appeal in New York was other than just I mean, some people do like New York City. But I mean his, leaving,
0: his wife too is a I think a model and stuff too, I think, or something
1: like that. Up to, yeah. So maybe maybe that played a factor into it too. I mean, Giselle with uh Tom Brady when they were married, I think played a role in him going to Tampa yeah. Bay because she living in New England. Uh so maybe the big city life was uh just meant for them or yeah it was a more i don't know but in new york i mean they don't really i guess miss a beat they got a uh, i mean they got scherzer there now they got Verlander. i think they did lose chris bassett though
0: they did yes yeah they have so. lindor they have lindor locked up which i still in- interested about that but Josh, yeah, they got wild, man yeah this this was the year of the shortstop obviously of, of the money which of these three deals? i'm going to read these three deals which one are you worried about Which one you're like, okay, I can stand with that. And which one you're like, that was a good deal. So here's the three I was going to talk about. Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 million uh, going to Philly, to the Phillies. Uh, The San Diego Padres signed uh, Xander Bogarts to an 11-year, $280 million deal. And the division rival San Francisco Giants went in and got Carlos Correa, also like 30 or 29, for a 13-year, $350 million deal. Which one of these... Are you most concerned about? Which one you're like, I'm fine with it, totally fine. And which one you're like, wow, that was a good deal. That was a kind of a steal in a sense.
1: I wanna say Correa is the one that I'm most worried about. Okay. And that's because
0: it's a long time.
1: You're gonna have to fact I mean it is a long time. You're gonna have to fact check me on this too. He didn't have a great season in Minnesota, did he?
0: He had let me let me look at Carlos Correa's numbers. I haven't pulled up here. Like
1: American League All-Star. Carlos career numbers at least I he had
0: think. so he did have a comeback year when it comes to numbers so he hit two ninety one he had okay. six he had um twenty two homers sixty four RBIs now that's nothing compared to his last year with the Astros where he had twenty six and ninety two when he also had um some of those other crazy years where he had twenty and ninety six and was hitting in the you know uppers of two eighty but I, I so yeah I agree with you that one so that one's the one you're most worried about correct that's the one you're kind yeah. of most worried about. <laughs>
1: And in general, too, the Giants don't really have uh, the offense. He's so. twenty-eight, by really? the
0: way. Sorry, he's twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, the Giants
1: don't really have the offense either. So they're really going to be needing his bat to, I guess. Do you,
0: do you think? Him. Do you think they were banking on trying to land Judge and him? Like they were trying to land Judge and get him, so that's like a two-two point there.
1: Maybe both, and then uh, you hit on one. The, the reason why I'm not so worried if I'm the Padres is because they did lose Josh Bell, but they've been making a lot of moves lately. Like, they got, you know, Tatis coming back next year. They made the move to get uh, Juan Soto, so they got Manny Machado. Like, they are in win. now. Where
0: does Bogarts bro. play, though? Where does Bogarts play, though? That's my question. I
1: what I, what I heard was they're going to move Tatis to the outfield, and they're going to keep Bogarts at shortstop. They're going to move Tatis to the outfield? Hmm. Yeah, just because of how athletic he is, they they the center think that, or left. Uh, I'm not sure which position,
0: but it would be interesting to see.
1: is pretty athletic enough that I think you could put him anywhere on the field, and he would probably he's also do all right.
0: Suspended for a while, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he comes back halfway next year. But bottom line, the Padres are kind of in win now mode, so I'm not so worried that that contract is gonna. Like I said, yeah. it's he's gonna be 41 when it ends, but. With, the, with them being in win that mode, you kind of got to do something like that. So the Giants, it just kind of seems like with them, they they whiffed on some of these other guys that they probably wanted more so. And they so they the money. maybe reached for Correa a little bit there. Plus, like I said, their offense isn't the best, so they're going to really need his bat to carry the offense, and I'm not sure that uh, he's going to be capable of that.
0: So are you saying Bogarts is like you're okay, like you're just solid I'm move, good move? Question San Diego's in. and so then you're obviously- Trey Turner.
1: Trey Turner's the one I love. He's proven that he can play with two teams, the Nationals and the Dodgers. He's basically been like uh, the batting title kind of guy. Uh, plays with some swagger, teaming back up with Bryce Harper, former teammates with the Nationals. I love that move for Philly. Uh, coming off the World Series last year, they make another splash in the offseason. They've been making like all these kind of subtle moves, like getting guys like Kyle yeah. Schwarber and Nick Castellanos in there. And now they get another one that maybe Trey Turner. Don't talk to me about Castellanos, Josh. It hurts. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Trey Turner's uh the the missing link to to a World Series. We'll see what happens. That division is still loaded up. I'm sure the Mets aren't really going anywhere in terms of contending, and the Braves are going to be around yeah. for a long time. But the Phillies, I love the move to go and get Turner and boost your team yeah. offense. That
0: and we still have Dancy Swampson on the on the on the on the board too. That we could do. be going somewhere. So for me, this is how I go, Josh, and I, I agree with you on the the Carlos Correa one. Actually, to me when you look at his analytics he's to me it's it's not i don't see him as my lowest one actually with carlos correa i think that he he his analytics show you and also just the way he had last year i think he can he can do alright they have enough pieces to kind of surround him for now and then they'll add more i'm hoping right i'm more worried about the deal the fact that it's 13 years at 28 years old that's the one thing that worries me a little bit um but actually the one that actually kind of worries me a little bit is is and maybe not so as much, but I guess Xander Bogarts a little bit more just because of the age, but also because. To me, you already had three shortstops in the and that now they're saying Tetis is going to move it makes more sense. But still, what are you going to do with a lot of these guys up the middle that you got to figure out what to do with where to play? So for me, I actually I don't have a middle one. I have those two as kind of like the low. OK, like they're not amazing. Yeah. They're just solid, right? Like they're just solid. Okays. Um Trey Turner, for me, I agree with you. That is a genius move. If you're Philly, that is a perfect move. It it shores up the middle of the infield. You have Bryce Harper. You have... Castellanos, we won't talk about it. And then we have Schwarber. We have a lot of these guys that you're really going to be doing well.
1: It, 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 it real Muto. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, they're a loaded. Lot of,
1: they almost have Gene Segura. I think their whole starting lineup now might be free agent acquisitions. They even have a homegrown guy in their starting their lineup. Their third
0: baseman, right? The, whoever their third baseman is. I can't remember his name. I think their third baseman was a uh,
1: guy Yeah, maybe maybe him.
0: Name You know, like, you know what's space. crazy, though? Out of all, I'm looking at all these different deals, and we'll go through a couple of them. Sure. You know how many the Reds did, Josh? You know where the Reds? No. How many moves they did? <laughs> one, one. You oh, they, you know who they was? 100. It was Luke Maley a from Cleveland. Yeah, that's all they did. That's uh, literally I mean, all they did.
1: Darn it, we lost a catcher that hit sub two hundred.
0: Just shut um, up, okay? Just shut up.
1: No, that's a huge loss for Cleveland, dude. Because you know how much they love catchers that don't hit 200.
0: That is true. <laughs> that is hundred percent.
1: They, so, they were in the running, apparently to get Sean Murphy from the A's, and I, I kept telling all my Indians fans that uh like look he's a catcher that hits over 200 they're not gonna <laughs> and sure enough they did not so, so yeah. the move for John although i like that move we saw in the playoffs last year how much it sucks not having a guy that can hit home runs yeah. a, a team that can hit you know two home runs and two at bats is probably going to be a little bit uh, more lethal in the playoffs than a team that comes up and gets four hits in the inning but they're all singles so yeah. that's what we saw last year all the guys are contact hitters none of them could like just empty or clear the bases and i think josh bell's bat is yeah. one that can do that now
0: and you also got a uh, mike zunino zunino sorry uh catcher from tampa bay on a one-year six million dollar deal i think it's like basically a low cost not really it's gonna kill you either way he also is more of a power hitting catcher so we'll see how that goes And you also got anthony Ghost. if you don't remember those of you who don't know he's a pitcher. But it was a former outfielder, kind of was away from baseball, played for the U.S. in the Olympics this year, and signed with the Indians on a two-year, $2 million deal. So I think it's probably a part-time minor league deal, I'm guessing, in that range. Um, so how do you feel on your Guardians? Those are the moves that are the, the latest to update. I'm sure there's more moves, but... Uh, yeah,
1: I believe they retained a lot of their bullpen, which yeah, is they awesome. Yeah, yes. That's huge strength of the team, so... Yeah, it's a. I didn't think they'd go and get Bell. I figured after they whiffed on uh, the trade last year that they wouldn't be able to get him at all, or wouldn't really put much of an effort. There's also a, they're also in talks to get or bring back, I should say, Michael Brantley, a guy that uh, used to be in the organization, went to Houston, yeah, and uh, he's old, and I guess can't contribute. They they're willing to bring him back, or yeah. at least would like to bring him back. That that's classic Cleveland, man. We bring back Kenny Lofton, we bring back Jim Tomey. You know, it's, yeah. it's just kind of. Like, something that Cleveland really seems to do. And I mean, it's good for fans and Jersey sales and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I would have rather given Brantley the three year, $30 million contract that the Astros gave him. Like that's not asking too much. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So some of these other deals I'm going to just mention, I want you to tell me this. We're going to play a little game here, Josh. I want you to tell me green as like green light, like good deal, smart move or red light. Like, what are you doing? All right. I'm going to name not everyone, but just some of the bigger names. All right. We're going to go down the list here. So we're going to start with the Arizona Dimebacks. Um, That one's terrible. No one's going to talk about that. Um, that, No one. Nobody. Oh, here's one. Baltimore Orioles. Kyle Gibson from Philly. Green light, red light. You're going to have to tell me who Kyle Gibson is. So Kyle Gibson played for the Phillies. He was in the rotation in the playoffs, had a pretty good year. He didn't have a great year, was a decent across the board for the Phillies. Is that good for Baltimore or is that like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I don't remember seeing him in the playoffs either. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say – Green light, just because Baltimore seemed like a team that was just given up last year. They traded away pieces like Mancini, and they still finished above five hundred. So Baltimore, maybe slowly building something up here. So I'll his stats. By
0: the way, his stats. I'll read you his stats. His stats last year were he went ten and eight with a five oh five ERA. Um, I don't know about his postseason here. I I can't find his postseason, but. That obviously is not amazing, but I think it's 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 someone to fill the role of a fifth starter or a fourth starter or something like that.
1: I'll, I'll just say like green light because of A for effort. Like A yeah. Baltimore doing true trying here, at least. I see it.
0: I have two for the Boston Red Sox. I have Matsu, Mat, Matsutaka Yoshida from Japan for five years, $90 million. Green light, red light.
1: We've seen we've seen the Red Sox have some success with some of the some of the imports like Daisuke Matsuzaka had some nice years uh, way back when. So I'll go ahead and say uh, uh, green light. I like it.
0: Do you think the money is about right? You think ninety million is good to spend on someone that you have never really seen play in the major leagues?
1: It's it's those are always the tough ones, man. Like yeah, Even with the, with the Angels getting Ohtani at he didn't initially translate and it was like, Oh man, they gave this guy all this money. And they also usually pay a lot of money just to even have like fee, a fee. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know the details of all of that, but dude, seems like, it seems like, uh, seems like uh, the next, the next best uh, prospect coming out of there. So I'll go ahead and say green light for Boston, especially with all the pieces they've been losing lately. They need yeah. somebody besides. Evers in
0: there and he's and he's a good hitter i heard he's a very good hitter so uh kenley jansen with boston two years 32 million good deal green light or like what are you doing
1: that's solid i'll, I'll say i'll say green light just because kenley you can has do been. yellow
0: light too by the way if you're in the middle josh you can do yellow
1: i was light. i was almost yellow light but kenley jansen's been one of the best consistent in baseball yeah consistent I know he's getting older though so 16 million yearly average uh, for a closer uh, especially in the playoffs is always nice to have uh, We're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see if Boston can even get to the playoffs this year but I like the move I'll
0: say green light all right moving on to the Cubs two deals here Jamison Tallian from he played for the New York Yankees last year he had a four year deal 68 million hmm. would you like me to read you his stats tell me them His stats are—they weren't bad, actually. They—they were decent. But he's also—if you didn't know—he played for the Pirates, so that's saying a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, No, he—he was um, fourteen and five with a three ninety one ERA, had one hundred and fifty one strikeouts.
1: That's good. That's good for the Cubs. I'll say green light. They're looking for another pitcher for sure.
0: Next one, Cody Bellinger, one year seventeen point five million. For Cody Baylor, by the way, who has not been the same since his uh, MVP year. I mean, 17
1: might be a little high for me. I'll say yellow light, but it is a prove it deal with only one year. So I'll go ahead and say yellow light for the, for the Cubs on that one.
0: I'm going to do the reds, um, red light, sign somebody, sign somebody. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Moving on. Um, we're going to go to the Rockies next. Um, Actually, no, they have nobody, really. Never mind. Um, Detroit Tires, no. Oh, Houston Astros. Here's a big one that I think you'll go with. Jose Albreu, three years, 58.5 million. I know he's a little bit older now. Was this a smart move or is it like, man, you're going to be paying a lot of guys anyways? Or like, what are you, what's your feeling on that? Green light, red, yellow light, red light.
1: I like it. Uh, this is, this was a guy that I thought it was going to get initially, but yeah, I mean, uh, they can probably just put him at DH to be probably, honest. Yeah. And- yeah. Julie Guriel still playing first base and with his defense, I think you'd rather have him at first and then you can just let Abreu focus only on hitting. And like you said, with him getting older, that's always a nice convenience to have there. I'll, I'll go with green light for Houston. Nice job.
0: I'll go more like a yellow. I think mainly just the money scares me a little bit with how much they're spending on him. He hasn't been... I mean, he was MVP in 2020, but I don't count that because I was like 65 games. <laughs> like It's really hard to count someone as an MVP when you played 65 games. But um, that's for me. Uh, they also had another one, um, but I don't really know who he is. That's my bad. Um, didn't do the research on that guy. But here we go, the Dodgers. Now, this is interesting, Josh. They didn't spend a ton of money, really, so far. Um, Clayton Kershaw, one year, $20 million is it worth it? I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say on this, but green one, light. Yeah. I the, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, now 20 million seems steep people. If you're listening, but it's really not for what he's done for that organization. That is nothing. So um he is older too. Um Jason Hayward, one year, 720,000 <laughs> from the Cubs.
1: <laughs> Iron league contract, right? So he may yeah. not even see the big leagues. So yeah, I mean, if if you can get Hayward to hit maybe two sixty this season, I mean that's that's a that's a great contract sign right there, team friendly. It's very rare that you see the Dodgers pay anyone less than a hundred million, much less under one million. So, I'll say, nice job. Uh, the, late, the friendly deal.
0: The latest one that just happened, I think, yesterday. Noah Syndergaard, one year, thirteen million. Now. It's interesting they're only signing their these guys to one year deals. Are you surprised? First off, give me your 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 light color, and then are you surprised? there's only a one year deal for Noah for Thor.
1: The guard, I think, is going to be replacing Tyler Anderson. Yeah, because I think the Angels. So now you got a r- rotation with Kershaw, uh, Walker Buehler. I can't remember if he's missing all next season with Tommy John or if he'll be able to return it all. But Rios is solid. Uh, so you really do kind of need another arm in there. Uh, Dustin may hopefully back too. So center guards thing is always health though. So it mm. seems like in a rotation that has 13 guys million too much as that, uh, I don't think is too much. It's just kind of like you already got guys that struggle with injuries and in rotation and cinderguard guard struggles with health too. So I'm more yellow light on Cinderguard guard than I am the contract itself.
0: Yeah, I'm a yellow light mainly for the injuries. I I, I haven't seen His healthy, truly healthy, probably in well, what, he three, years. Yeah, just, three years. Yeah. Three years, maybe. This is the last yeah. time we saw him healthy. Yeah. So that's an interesting one there. Uh Minnesota Twins, Christian Vasquez from Houston. The the the, the catcher from Houston signs a three year, thirty million dollar deal with the twins. Very interesting move. I don't I don't really understand that move, but for yeah. him, I think men are more than anything. But
1: They lost, uh, I think it was William Contreras, I believe, their catcher. Uh, I can't remember where he went. So I think Vasquez was a great guy to fill in. Uh, Has a solid bat. Played with uh, the Astros last year. Uh, He's got a decent glove behind the plate. So I think that's a, I like the move. Green light.
0: Green light. Now we go to the Mets, which we know have spent way too much money. Um, Brandon Nimmo, eight years, 162 million. This one for me, I'm just going to say right now, is leaning more towards red. But that's just me. I'll go with that too. Like yeah. I, I'm, well, I'm honestly, I'm gonna to going. To say red. I'm just gonna say red because I don't like that deal at all. I, it's too much money for a guy that has not really proven himself outside of one year. Yeah,
1: well, I'll go yellow. It could work out, but yeah, it's it, the Mets just always seem to shell out these huge contracts. I that don't. <laughs>
0: Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. And Max
1: Scherzer might be the only one that they end up getting that we see, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. And then um, Edwin Diaz, we won't talk about. They re-signed him, but I think we both agree that's a good move. So we won't discuss it too much. We talked about Justin Verlander. What about Kodai Senga from Japan? Five years, $75 Adds a huge arm to, I think, what they lost. They're going to gain back with Kodai Senga. You like the move. I mean, it's Japanese arm. We never really know how they're going to be. Um, but I guess he's yeah. been very good in Japan. So
1: They seem to they seem to have solid pitchers uh, that always come over here. The pitchers seem to do a little bit better than the hitters. So I'll go ahead and say uh, green light on that one.
0: I'm going to say yellow just because I have not seen him pitch really against MLB guys. So I'm going to say yellow. Just be cautious. Um, yeah. uh, they also signed two more pitchers. You can do this as a tandem. Jose Quintana. And David Robertson, David Robertson, one year, 10 million from Philly and Jose Quintana from the Cardinals, two years, 26 million for both of those. Do you agree with the move or do you think that's just they're starting to waste money at that point?
1: I like them. I mean, they like we said earlier, they lost Bassett. They lost the Uh yeah. You got it. You got to have a solid pacing rotation once you get to the Robertson playoff. in
0: the background in the back back end. Yeah, I like I like those moves. We'll go green light. All right. Nice. I don't have really- Yankees. This these two moves are uh, we're not gonna talk about Aaron Judge. We're going about Anthony Rizzo. Two years, forty million. Green light, Love yellow it. light, red light. Love it.
1: Yeah, he seems to he seems to be fitting in New York nice uh, with uh, the clubhouse and uh, that that right about a money
0: right about a money right yeah amount.
1: twenty year for Rizzo. I'll I'll take that.
0: And the other one is Tommy Canile from the the Dodgers. I believe he was the bullpen guy, setup guy. Two years, eleven point five million. I think it's a good deal because it gives you an arm for not really that much money, really, to be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that too. Green light, big green light.
0: Yeah, and then um, uh, the A's, they got Jace Peterson from Milwaukee for two years, 9.5, and then uh, Aldemus Diaz from Houston for two years, 14.5. I I say these because they're just two basically, I think more of like a rotation guys, but I think it's a good deal because you're getting them under 10 million each for each of those guys.
1: Uh, and the A's sold everybody last year, and yeah. I don't think they signed a single guy, so a for effort again with the A's, I guess,
0: yeah, and also uh we just' we're about to talk about the Phillies also we forgot the Mets loss also to John Walker because we're about to talk about him um here for the Phillies to John Walker from New York had four years at a four year seventy two million dollar deal good green light, yellow light, red light and where's he headed? He's headed to Philly man dude philly
1: keeps hitting all these signings man i i'd be surprised if they missed on another one so
0: green light huh yeah but with the green light i, I would Philly's say green. i'm more and, cautiously green light i'm more of like a yellow towards green i just i don't know if we haven't i don't know if we've seen enough of him continuously uh throughout for me <laughs> so that that is for him now um the pirates we won't talk about because they literally did nothing other than Carlos Santana, former Indian. That's literally (laughs) the only move they've made really. That's any relevant. Mm. Um, uh, San Diego Padres. Um, they, they signed Robert Suarez. Uh, it doesn't say who he played for last year, but five years, 46 million. I think he's a bullpen arm, I believe, or maybe starter. Um, Mm. interesting move. Uh, we'll go by that. Uh, Mariners did nothing. Oh, here giants. This will be good for you. Sean Manea, two years, 25 million from San Diego. Hmm. I'm going to go yellow.
1: Yeah, we'll go yellow. I don't know.
0: He's, he's been inconsistent. He has not been the same since his rookie year. He's been very inconsistent. When he was with the athletics, he's been ever inconsistent since then. Um, yeah. And then Mitch Haniger from Seattle, three years, 43.5 million. What do you think of that? I'm going to go yellow.
1: Yellow. Maybe a little high, but it could pan out for him.
0: Man, the Giants are just—we're—we're really—we're brutalizing the Giants today. Um, Ross Stripling from Toronto, two years, twenty-five million. Where did he come from? Uh, Toronto, and he's with the Giants now. Yes. How did he do last year? He did. um, Also, I believe he played for the Cardinals. Was it the Cardinals he played for? No, the Dodgers. I believe. I think he played for the Dodgers. Um, Here we go. His stats were. Dun, dun, dun. All right, he was um he was 10 and 4 with a 3.01 ERA in 30 24 starts, 32 games pitched.
1: That's a solid season. I'll yeah. give it a green light. Nice job.
0: Hey, we're being nice. I'll give it a green light too. And then the final one was Jock Peterson for 1 year, 19.7 million. I'm going to go red light. <laughs> I'm going red light on this one. That's
1: so high, man. That's so like- high. Jack is a, it seems like a cool guy to have in the locker room, keep everybody loose, fun to fun to hang out with, but that's a lot of money for the production that he gives you. I'll go, I'll go red light as well. You could have kept him, but you didn't have to give him that much.
0: Yeah. Uh Wilson Contreras, two car I love that. this is green light a thousand percent. Uh five years, 87 million to the Cardinals from the Cubs. He is gonna fit in perfectly replacing yep. uh Molina. It's awesome. <sighs>
1: Definitely big green light. Love it. Like you said, uh, you're you've got basically two decades. I have a Hall of Fame catcher Molina. You, you might, might have, have another one <laughs> right over here. Yep.
0: Um, ne- Let's see. Next one. we'll get the Rays. Uh, we'll go to the Ra- oh, Rangers. Not really much. we are getting to the end here. And then um, we'll go. We'll go one here with the Nationals and we'll see what you think about this one. Um, uh, no, not Nationals. Sorry. Uh, Blue Jays. Chris Bassett from the Mets. Three years. Sixty three million. What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: I like the move for Toronto, man. They got—they've been kind of like Philly, where they've been making uh, a lot of moves, uh, getting guys like George Springer to come over, getting guys like Matt Chapman last year, and a couple other uh, nice pitchers that they've signed, and now they got another one over here with uh, Bassett. So I love the move for Toronto, building something special. Could be—I thought they could be in the World Series, uh, maybe last year or this year. So they're—they're so, they're just to
0: yeah, build towards I mean, it. I mean, it's great. It's great. I love the free agency because you never know what's going to happen, Josh. That's what makes free agency great. Other than the fact that we know that the Reds will never spend money in free agency, it's the one thing we know because they suck, Josh. I yeah. finally got a red suck thing after two months, Josh. I did it finally. Yeah. Um, so to finish up, to finish up the, to finish up here, we're gonna we're gonna briefly talk about the World Cup and then briefly talk about the basketball yeah. matchups. World Cup, Josh. World Cup. Who who do you got? Who do you got winning it all? We have Argentina versus France. Who do you have winning at all? Both of our teams are out, so we don't really talk about that. Jared is still excited, but we won't talk about him either. So,
1: sorry, I was just muting that because uh, there's a answering machine going on there. No
0: worries, no worries, no worries. So, who do you got? Argentina and France. Yes. Who do you got? Two. Prediction is score to. I want a prediction from Josh, the soccer expert, a score prediction. Who scores the game winning goal? That's what I want to know from Josh. <laughs> well, the perfect fairy tale ending would be uh,
1: Messi gets the go ahead goal, right? In his yeah. first victory. There you go. Ape and uh, France. So let's what go with doing? a, a two to one Argentina victory.
0: Ooh, in regulation, or are they going into like extra time and then penalties? Like, what, what are It'll you thinking? Be- there be
1: regulation.
0: I'm gonna go. Jared's about to hate me when I do this. I'm gonna go France because there hasn't been a team, by the way, to go back to back since the 90s. I believe it's been a long time. I'm gonna go France wins. I'm gonna go one one nil. France wins. Mbappe like 60th minute goal. France wins. I get to rub it in Jared's face that Argentina <laughs> didn't win. That's the only reason I'm doing this. But no, that is my prediction. Yeah. That, and now, Josh, you, we should be nice to the third place team, third and fourth place team. So give a prediction on the third place game, Morocco versus Croatia. Who you got in this game? Morocco has been the, the, the Morocco has been the Cinderella story.
1: Cinderella. Yeah. Who saw that coming, man? Morocco. Jared, <laughs> Jared's about the only one that saw that coming. He did he like a lot of the African teams. Yeah. Didn't he? Let's go ahead and say Morocco ends this on a high note, man.
0: The, so what's the score prediction? Croatia's a decent team not amazing but i think they're good. Mm,
1: let's go with uh, a 1 to 0 in uh, extra time.
0: Okay, i'm going to go Morocco as well, but i'm going to go it's 0-0 at the end of uh, full time and then i'm going to go penalty shootout Morocco wins in a penalty shootout. Mm. That's what i'm going to go with. So, that is the World Cup for you. We gonna, we're going to we're going to switch on over here to finish up. We're going to talk we're not going to talk too much NBA because it's the NBA and it's p- p- politics um uh so <laughs> no, we're, we're, i will say this though the Cavs have a better record than lebron james lakers that's all that matters in their third place josh Cavs Sorry. are doing something special um, but we will talk about your tar heels and how they're struggling and they're about to face the ohio state university buckeyes this weekend in the classic it's gonna be a great game so josh what are your thoughts on the Tar Heels lately? What's been going on with them? What do you think's been happening? And then I'll give my thoughts on High State and then we'll give a prediction for the game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I should have done more research into this beforehand, but I know some of the teams that they were losing to were pretty good teams. Yeah, too. they were, it's, yes. It's not like they were I mean, they just got a win over the Citadel the other day by like, <laughs> about five points. So it's Citadel. it's not like they're it's not like Losing to any teams like that, but I don't even bring that up just to say like nice win. It's just like, okay, well, we've been at least losing to some yeah. some teams that I guess you could say, yeah, respect, but it would have been nice if they could have actually beaten a good team too. So I don't really think they got many quality wins right now. And with, like we've been saying all year with the amount of guys that they got coming back, they were like the clear preseason number one favorite. I, I think that was pretty uh, unanimous across the board, but maybe uh there's just uh some extra things that they got to get figured out uh the main four veterans are still there but they got some some new dudes in Young like guys. i think they call them uh the biscuit boys or the biscuit brothers or something like that the Biscuit brothers
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: i've been that on instagram with uh like the, the barstool unc yeah. account I, it's these two <laughs> dudes that uh just kind of like drain trees. yeah and so I don't know if that's where uh, the nickname Biscuit comes from, or if there's like an inside st- joke there. Uh, but maybe I'll maybe I'll find out for uh, next week's podcast. But let us yeah, know for next week's podcast. Puff, other guys too, like Puff Johnson stepping up into bigger roles. So yeah, that's that's kind of like North Carolina right now. I, I wouldn't say it's time to give up, but it is kind of shocking to like lose. I think it was four games in a row, and then go from being preseason yeah. number one favorite to unranked. Like that's just wild. But still very early in the season, and playing in time to gain ground.
0: Yeah. And Make- I would say, I would say the same thing for Ohio state. I mean, they're seven and two, they're in the top 25, which I didn't see coming. They're very young. I don't know if you know this Josh, but they have like basically four freshmen that are contributing full time. So it's, it's very nerve wracking when I watch them cause I'm like and they've lost their starting point guard for a little bit. Um, but Zed key has been a man. I've never seen a post player at Ohio state since Jared Sollinger really. Um, so for me, uh, Ohio state's a very interesting team. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about college basketball as the weeks go on. Um, but I think Ohio state's a very interesting team. I think they're a dangerous team, a very dangerous team. Um, if you, if, if they get their everything going right, um, I, I'm very interested to see this game. They're finally going to play a really tough team. They have played a couple tough teams in Hawaii. This is the first, I think really tough physical team they've been playing. So gonna be very interesting. Josh, before we go, what is your prediction for the Ohio state, North Carolina game? What do you got? Who do you got winning this thing?
1: Well, I'd love to see Carolina like get on their feet with a quality win. And I am a little biased. So I'll go ahead and say Carolina wins this thing 85 to 78.
0: 85, 78. All right. All right. I'm gonna go high state, obviously. I'm going the Ohio State University, beat North Carolina. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 74-62. I think high state's got a couple guys I think can score, stretch the game. So it's gonna be a very interesting game as we go on. But then again, we never know. It's basketball; anything can happen. We all know how the March Madness went last year. So, I will say, Josh, it's been a great week of sports. Um, we got this episode for you. I will say that we're gonna ha- we will have an episode before Christmas, and then we will have one, obviously, after that as well. So, um, but we do hope you guys have some great time with the holidays. If you're traveling this weekend, make sure you stay safe. Um, again, we want to do want to say our thoughts and prayers are with Mike Leach and his family, um, or Mike Leach's family, because that is. A tough time, Josh. And I know we've talked about the beginning of the show. It, it's not an easy time. Um, you've met, you've, he's meant a lot to so many people. Um, so we, we really do our thoughts and everything like that out there. Josh, anything, final things to say on this episode before we, we call it a day.
1: No, uh, I mean, we're in far enough near the college basketball season. You got any teams that you'd say are like preview previewing for the final four. Yeah,
0: I got one Alabama. I really think Alabama. I think Alabama could really make a run for it.
1: This is uh, the first time I think their basketball program has been ranked higher than the football program since Nick Saban got there.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm going Alabama and Purdue. Those are my two teams. It
1: might be too man. They're number one. They're seven on. Foot, they have a seven
0: foot five guy who's just a freaking animal.
1: Dak Eady, baby. Yeah. So. Uh, man. Definitely teams to watch out for. I'm saying don't count Carolina out just yet. And I'm hearing other good things about teams like Arkansas and Auburn and
0: Houston too. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy season. So like we said, hey, I can't wait for March Madness. We can't wait for that. A lot of things are are going to happen before then. Though, We got a lot of sports stuff to happen. We will talk more bowl games next week. We will preview the high state uh, Georgia game, Michigan TCU game at some point coming up. So don't worry about that. That will be happening. Uh, But make sure if you've loved this episode, go ahead and click that thumbs up button hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell hey we always love doing this we love you being a part of it we've been growing both on youtube and on spotify if you've been loving it on spotify share it with your friends share it with your family whether you listen to it in the car at home at work i mean maybe not too much at work but still if you do no not a problem there we really appreciate it so thank you guys so much for for tuning in every single week we appreciate it. i know josh and i both appreciate it um it's it's fun to talk about sports and again leave in the comments. Who do you think had the best offseason move so far in M- in the Major League Baseball? And what are your thoughts on uh, the death of Coach Leach? And how has that impacted maybe you or people around you? Let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear all that and so much more. So once again, thank you. and Until next time, we'll see ya.